Okay, friends, we've made it. This is day seven. Uh, I've enjoyed this journey with you. I hope you've enjoyed it. My hope is that this appetizer that I have given you leads to a full course meal of dwelling on the promises of God. But this is day seven. And day seven we're calling Living with the End in Mind. This is a gorgeous verse. We're going to read from the book of Ecclesiastes. It's Ecclesiastes verse one, and it says this, A good name is better than fine perfume. And the day of death is better than the day of birth. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to a house of feasting, for death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. Frustration is better than laughter because a sad face is good for the heart. The heart of the wise is in the house of the mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. Man, that's good. That was written by King Solomon, who is the wisest man to ever live. And Proverbs is a book full of wise things King Solomon said. In Ecclesiastes 7, we see the power of understanding our mortality. And I know that sounds bad. And I promise I I don't want this to be a downer. This is day seven. You know, I want this to be uplifting. But we will all die. One day, I will leave this place. God promises this in the first promise when he says, I am preparing a place for you with me. That means there is a time when my time on earth will come to an end and I will transition into my father's house. And King Solomon knew this. He said, it's better to go to a funeral than a party. At funerals, you contemplate your own mortality. You become keenly aware that the fact that your days in this place are limited. So do we live with the end in mind? Do we live with the end in mind? I recently met with a family and and their loved one had left the world sooner than they expected. And they wanted me to officiate the funeral and I never mind doing this. I especially love doing it for people who knew Jesus. I mean, that's that's what I really want to do. I loved it, but but sadly, many of the funerals I do, it seemed to be for people who were caught off guard by death. They didn't they didn't they didn't know death was coming and they didn't live a life where they anticipated it. And so so they didn't seek Jesus and they didn't seek a life that would lead them to this next promise. And so because they didn't write a story with Jesus in their life, the family looks to me to write a story of, with Jesus in their death. They want me to find some nobility in a life lived like it would last forever. They want me to find some story and write something about someone who clearly never anticipated that there would be a transition one day that we would leave this earth. They want me to spin a sad story into something beautiful and it breaks my heart and have to create something where there was nothing. One day, our life in this place will be over and we will stand face to face with the King and answer for how we live. And on that day, if you are not covered by the blood of Christ, you will find it to be an incredibly difficult conversation. And living with the end in mind means we live in this moment with the understanding that every moment matters to God. It means we write a story with Jesus while we live so that some pastor doesn't have to write a story about Jesus when we die. It's sort of like Christmas, like Christmas is coming, guys. So many people are caught off guard by December 25th, so they have to run up credit cards and and get debt and all this kind of stuff. They don't know what to do. Wisdom would tell them that Christmas is coming. I can guarantee you it's going to happen. So prepare for it. As a matter of fact, the wise thing to do would be adjust my living to accommodate what I know is coming. Maybe spend a little less and save a little more. 
I believe this was King Solomon's approach to life. Death is coming. And I don't worry about it. I don't worry about death. And unless I'm getting on an airplane, I never, ever, ever worry about death. I don't, I don't think about it. But I should live today knowing there's an end in mind. And that doesn't mean living a sad life. It doesn't mean walking around with my head held low and, you know, all these things. Oh, woe is me. It means I live today knowing there's something more extraordinary coming. It means I make the most out of this moment because I anticipate a moment when I will sit face to face with the king of the world and we will talk through these moments. Like, I can't wait. And I know Jesus is seeing all these things and I know he knows all these things, but just maybe he's going to allow me to, to share stories with him like he doesn't know. But we're going to sit and we're going to look back over my life. And I want that to be an exciting moment. But I have this promise that I will spend forever with the king of the world. I have this promise that when I leave this place, I'm going to someplace better. And so I, I want to I think about that. I want to live today with the end in mind. I want to live today knowing that, that I, I can live free and, and I can love this God with all of my heart because he has provided for every step of my eternity already. Like I'm free to love him. I'm free to love people. I'm free to live a life not bound by the moment because my life is not momentary. God has allowed me to spend forever with him. And I mean, and if that's what he has given me, if that's what he's given me in forever, a place with him at a house he prepared and in a room he's created, then I just want to love him in this life and give him everything. Not because I'm scared, because I'm not. I don't fear. I don't fear death. I don't fear the end. I'm provided for. I want to give him everything because I am so in love with the one who's given me everything. And so for seven days, you've meditated on what it would be like to live with the end in mind. Now for the next five minutes, for the next five minutes, spend a little time meditating on how great our God is. Like as, as you shut your eyes, try to picture his face. Try to picture that conversation on the day when you meet him. Man, there's going to be some things that we, that we feel bad about, and there's going to be some things. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But for today, what are the stories you want to tell him when you see him? Well, what are the experiences that you want to relive with him? You know, when you get together with old friends and, and you relive high school moments, right? They were there. They knew about it. But you still relive them because it's so fun. For the next five minutes, what will be the moment you will relive with the king over and over in paradise? As you break bread with him, as you dine with him face to face, as you sit at a table prepared for you by your father, what conversations will you have? What will you laugh about? I've enjoyed the seven days with you. I hope you've enjoyed seven days with him. Maybe you don't stop here. Maybe you use this to, to fuel a constant gratitude for forever. It's been fun, guys. Enjoy your next five minutes with the king. Get to know him. You're going to spend forever with him. I'll see you guys soon. Jones out.